Greetings, Quester, and welcome to the Quest Report with Matt and Richard. So on this segment of the Quest Report, we're going to be talking about one of my personal favourite games, and we'll say that from the start. Mm-hmm. That's Mansions of, Mansions of Madness, the second edition by Fantasy Flight Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, now this is a Lovecraftian horror game. That's why we have to talk about That's it. That's why we, yeah. We haven't spoken about Lovecraft for a while, so we thought we'd do a special Lovecraftian double this week, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. And um, in Mansions of Madness, players take on the roles of investigators, don't they? Mm-hmm. And this is actually a really interesting horror game because it's not just ho- traditional horror, it's science fiction horror. Yeah, it is. Because Lovecraft in itself is uh, science fiction in the sense of these beings from alien worlds mm. and other dimensions. And it's in the public domain as well. It's in the it's public so long ago. Yeah, that's why and that's so why many games about so it. Many, so many times. So it's it? a good thing to get into because, like, whatever type of board game you like playing, mm. there'll be a, a Lovecraft version of it. Because <laughs> we were talking about. I don't know if we've done a quest report, report about pandemic yet. But pandemic we, reign of Cthulhu. We did yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. And uh, it's quite interesting here. The app is a big part of the game. And you play investigators that are going into... I mean, there's a couple of adventures where there's a lot outdoors, but typically um, you're going into a building, a, a, a big mansion, mm. and you're there to investigate something. Yeah. And because there's so many different scenarios at the minute, which are all driven by the app, there are some with very traditional horror elements to it, and then there are others that are more uh, featuring zombies. There are others that feature... Uh, investigations where you're going out to uh, find clues and uncover information to work out who maybe is the leader of uh, a cult or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there's always uh, aspects of finding clues mm. and stuff, and there's always some fighting monsters, but the ratio can be very different, can't yeah. it, depending on which scenario you're playing. So some of them that we've played, and we've, I mean, I'd say I've played this game probably 15 to 20 times with you uh, no, yeah I've played it the same amount because we normally play it together <laughs> yeah. I think you played it one time with Ryan didn't you so, yeah. Yeah. but other than that we, we usually play this together so mm. we've we've experienced a lot of these different scenarios and mm. multiple times with the same scenarios because some of them we lost and mm. then had to play it again some yeah. we've won and replayed anyway because it, the app will change the locations of things that you've got to find and yeah. sort of the identities of people that you've got to uncover and, so, and we just thought we could do better mm. and like, although we, sometimes although we win it mm. we think I'd really like to be able to like st- actually stop the body rather yeah. than just let him get away with it and then shoot him afterwards yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which what sometimes happens yeah sometimes you don't stop them from doing what they're trying to do but you still manage to yeah. stop them and personally. by that time they've opened a portal and summoned a big monster so. yeah and as I say some of these um, missions you're going to go in as Richard says there's going to be monsters everywhere and you're going to be fighting for your life mm. typically this isn't a game though that is all about fighting monsters, is it? It's uh, no. a lot of it. It's you going around. You there will be monsters trying to stop you, but you are trying to um, find out what's going on. Yeah. You've got a little bit of information going in. You've got to expand on that. So yeah, and when a when a monster turns up, it is a big deal. Yeah, um, you do really have to either run away or defeat it. <laughs> it can be very easy to be uh, killed or wounded by a monster. It or, can be very easy to be driven insane. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, by a monster. That's the most particularly thing. depending on the investigator that you play, don't mm, you? Yeah, they all have different. They all have the different stats, mm. and one part of it is how much health they have, and then how much 
psychological strength they've got yeah. as well. And it would be a different ratio. So some of them are really tough, mm. but will go insane quite easily. Yeah. So, yeah, you have to watch out. So a typical round, um, you have the investigator phase and you have the mythos phase. So yep. the investigators get to decide amongst themselves which investigator is going to go first and in what order that's a nice aspect themselves. of it, I think. it that can be very very useful if you play that right the way we do it we pass the iPad round don't we mm. so whoever's having their go isn't holding the iPad yeah so basically another person becomes the GM at that point yeah. because they're just saying they're reading out what it says on the pad yeah and it, that's a nice option because we tend to alternate when we have our turns, don't we? Yeah, like it, it forces went... you to do that because if you're, if if I'm having a turn first and you've got the iPad, yeah, then you'll GM it for me. You'll give it to me, and yeah. I'll do it for you and Heather or you and whoever, whoever we're playing with. Mm. And then the next round, I've still got the pad, so someone else will go first. Yeah, you know. And then when it's my turn, I'll pass it to somebody. And and yeah, it... that generally happens. But sometimes it's like where one of the characters is. It's really obvious what they mm. need to do next. So, like, you kind of want them to go first. Yeah. And then we can, like, see what happens. And then we can have our turns after that. So, mm. basically, whichever's the most urgent, we tend to make yeah. them go first. And that, again, that means that changes. But on a on an investigator phase, whoever's having their turn, they'll have a couple of actions that they can do. So, they might move. They might do two moves if they're not wounded. Mm-hmm. Um, they might do a movement and then search somewhere, which is where they'll find a... a a search token on the board and they'll tap the map to see what it says sometimes yeah. you have to roll a test mm-hmm. um, sometimes you may have a puzzle to try and solve and the app will generate little puzzles and you've got to move blocks around or decode something decoding ones are pretty hard they are and there's others where you have to like line up pictures from a fragment and oh yeah that's not too bad that's not too bad mm. um, uh, you, it might be that you'll go somewhere and you'll take an action like exploring and opening a door going into a new room seeing what's there yeah it might be that you'll be taking pot shots at a monster could be with one of the many implements at your disposal yeah you'll find you in the adventure and when you go through a door into a new place um, the app tells you which tile to put down which mm. you have to find so you've got no idea where it's going to be yeah so you're kind of building the map as you go aren't yeah you? so you start off with one tile everyone starts on that same tile and then as you go around the map the app will build the universe for you which means that you've got a very fast start time because you select on the app which uh, investigation you want to do you input which investigators you've chosen. We typically deal randomly three investigators to each player, mm-hmm. and then they'll pick one of those three. So it's not as directly choosing, oh, well, I'm going to be this guy, because we've got loads of investigators because of all the expansions. Um, oh, yeah, we have, not we? <laughs> so we will do that, and then it tells you which items you start with, and then it will tell you a bit of, of a starting story, which the app will actually read out to you with some pictures. And then it tells you what tile to put down and start from and what tokens to put on there and then within a couple of minutes you're, you're out of the box and you're starting the game yeah. and that I like because it means not spending ages uh, sorting through stuff beforehand Yeah, we get to know again how to do it pretty mm. quick don't we each time so you might move, you might search, you might um, fight, uh, you might interact sometimes you get interact tokens don't you with this little blue symbol which will yeah they're like a lever or something yeah mm. some sort of device on some it's like a radio you can operate isn't it yeah and all and sorts of little things npcs as well yeah there's these little tokens that just have a very basic picture mm. of like a person like in profile and 
like these got put on the board and then the app tells you who they are yeah and you can click on them on the app to talk to them or something you and can have conversations and it gives you options as to what you want to say to them or what mm. you want to do and and sometimes you get uh ones that are specific characters as well and they'll actually have their um their name printed on the backs and they're usually quite crucial to the stories aren't Cause they because there's that one as where well the there's a load ones. of people in the mansion and you're having to try and find out which one has been like Plotting in the cult and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and that's that's really good because you're like, talking to these characters trying to decide which one is evil <laughs> yeah and uh, you and if you go insane you get if you get too much horror you go insane and you have a hidden objective card which is given to you but you get an insanity card don't yeah. you which a lot of the time will be a hidden objective mm. yeah other times it might be something bizarre like you're not allowed to talk to people for the rest yeah. of the game um <laughs> it's you're not allowed to tell people what your yeah. card is are you so yeah the non-talking one is fun like last time we played it i got that yeah. so about halfway through the game my character went insane and uh well that's how you guys knew that uh, that was a, a card and i read it and then just put it down and then have this one he's not allowed to talk yeah. <laughs> so kind of just knew so, other, other times though someone will get that and it makes you really suspicious because they might be have a secret objective to win by killing one of the other players yeah uh, which has happened hasn't it Richard yeah, that I've is... still not forgotten that oh yes I sacrificed Matt yeah one time yeah that was, that was... he did <laughs> he really did and that was I've... after a really, a really long game <laughs> and I just I, stabbed him <laughs> I'd like to think I've gotten over it now but I'm just very suspicious when I'm in that game and anyone goes insane I try and keep yeah. my distance from them a little bit <laughs> But then there was the time that you burnt everything. Yeah, one time I had a card to... I was a pyromaniac and I had to win by setting fire to so, yeah. much, so many rooms. And Eating beautiful flames. Yes, I <laughs> did feed the beautiful flame. <laughs> and, but So there's all, very different components to this. And every time you play, you're going to get something slightly different. Mm -hmm. uh, you import your collection into the app and it will draw on different components. Yeah. So you might get different monsters. Things will be in different locations. Mm -hmm. And ultimately... This game is so thematic. If you like, mm. if you like the Lovecraft feel, yeah, this game really draws you in and absorbs you into its story. Yeah, it probably is one of the most thematic ones because um, it is basically an investigation and then facing monsters, which yeah. a lot of the books are like. Some of the, like the Call of Cthulhu. That's mostly the investigation, mm. isn't it? Um, and then you find out about Cthulhu getting summoned, mm. and. It does very much feel like that. I mean, the, the original one that we did, where you are actually in a mansion, and mm. um, that was somebody trying to summon a, a monster, wasn't it? It ended up being a star child mm. by the end, which basically looks like Cthulhu. It's basically <laughs> like a giant like squid head thing. Yeah. Um, and that that was scary. I mean, <laughs> and one of the weird things about this is um, the fact that you have to do a horror check mm. if there's a monster there and you're in range of it. Like you can be out of range of it actually hitting you range is three spaces away it is yeah. which is a long way on the board isn't it i mean the the spaces are quite big generally like a room would be like four spaces won't it if it's a if it's one of the bigger tiles yeah there'd be like quadrants yeah yeah and we have decided that we probably need to use the barricades a bit more don't mm. we we don't do that very often because you can barricade a door to yeah, there'll be a little and... tile which is some furniture mm. and you can use an action to move it in front of the door. Mm. And we had never really worked out really how you do that or anything, but basically you just do it yourself mm. on the tile. And then that just breaks the 
the range, doesn't it, mm. really? I mean, they would have to go round another way to get you, and also the range wouldn't... Uh, it wouldn't kind of count it through that door anymore. Yeah. Because if you're in within three spaces of one of the monsters at the end of the... or at the start of the Mythos phase, you have to resolve a horror check where... Um, that's at the end of it, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, at yeah. the end of that. At the Mythos phase, and it can be pretty bad. I mean, you mm. can get like two horror cards and they have Quite to flip easily, them face sometimes up. three and, yeah. and they might tell you to take more horror cards or all sorts of yeah, things yeah basically the monster just does something horrible in front of you yeah. to try and make you lose your sanity <laughs> and it is incredibly fun I mean I say you've got the investigator phase and there's the mythos phase which is mm. where the monsters will move attack yeah. do horror checks things like that and things might happen to your characters and it's it's just so much fun now one of the reasons I absolutely love this game yes I love Lovecraft but I also love role playing, mm-hmm. and you can do that because your character's got a little backstory. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, I, I've when I was younger, I used to play a lot of role playing games, mm-hmm. and unfortunately nowadays, people jump. No one really wants to be the GM. People, everyone wants to play together because obviously it's more fun typically to play than to GM. Some people love to GM, but yeah. most people prefer to play. So we don't really get to do much in the way of role playing. But this really encapsulates role playing for me in so many ways mm. um, okay you've not got the same character that you're progressing with story to story because you're just going to get a different one but it's that absorption and that feel that you get from a, a role playing game which I really enjoy with yeah because we kind of take on the different roles while we play it not like mm. that we talk to each other like that but we kind of it's like if you're that tough groundskeeper guy that mm. y- Yorick is it William Yorick yeah it's like you, then you'll be going around hitting, hitting the monster with, with a the shovel. Yeah, that's yeah, something like that. And if, but if you are like the detective or the psychologist or something, mm. you'll be trying to like help people reduce their horror yeah. and things like that. And you'll be trying to sort out some of the puzzles yeah. because you have more turns at it mm. because of your higher perception. Because everyone has certain abilities, don't don't they? So you've yeah. got your health and damage. So yeah, your health and horror stats, which yeah. is how much horror you can take, how much damage you can take. Mm-hmm. But then you've also everybody's got like their um, strength, strength agility, agility, observation, law, willpower, um, and influence. Mm-hmm. And the number that's on that, which is typically anything it's from between two and two five. And five mm. Um, they tell you how many dice that you get to roll, yeah, and then that can be um, altered by conditions. It can be altered by equipment, things like that. But everyone also, uh, along with that, has a special ability that only they can do. Yeah, and just to, this is a tip: remember what your ability is. Yeah, I forgot for most of mine. I should have been becoming focused after each monster getting mm. defeated, and I just wasn't doing it. Yeah, so, yeah. you weren't focused enough to. Keep no, going. yeah, it was yeah. my guy was meant to focus, <laughs> not me. <laughs> so, and uh, and typically the ability is very well tied into that character mm-hmm. and their story, their profession, etc. So it kind of makes you want to role play it in that sense anyway. Yeah. Uh, just a few thoughts in general about the game. One of the, uh, as I say, this is a game I absolutely love. It's not going to be for everybody because of the horror element to it. Um, but a lot of the investigation ones you could probably play even if you didn't like horror because it's not it's not horror it's science fiction yeah, set in the 1920s could play it and keep hiding behind a cushion yeah. <laughs> farewell quester to find out about other productions by the meddlesome meeples then check out our channel 
or rendezvous with us at meddlesomemeeples.com. Until next time, Quester, farewell and keep thine axe sharp.